Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Welcome to Weathering the Storm, the podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for spending some time with me today, and I'm looking forward to our study today as we continue this series on the prophets. We began this series a few episodes ago by looking at the example of Isaiah. Last, in our last episode, we examined uh, the example of Jeremiah, and today we come to the example of Ezekiel. This is episode 14 of season 3 of Weathering the Storm, but it is season 1 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. We certainly encourage you to go and like us on Facebook, to find us on Instagram, to visit our website at scatteredabroad.org where you can find all of our podcasts. It's a network of uh, many podcasts of gospel preachers striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible through this avenue of a podcast. But most importantly, we ask that you pray for this effort as we're striving to glorify God with all that we say and all that we do. In this season, we are looking at biblical examples of individuals who faced the storms of life and were able to weather them. And again, we, we are in this, the midst of this series on the prophets. So again, we've looked at Isaiah and Jeremiah. And so we come today to Ezekiel. So if you have your Bibles, I'd like to go ahead and invite you there to Ezekiel chapter 2. And we will get into that in just a moment. But the way that I've wanted to kind of dive into this is to look first at the background of the prophet himself. And it's important to remember when we study individuals in Scripture to look at them as people. They were men and women, you know, just like we are. They were human beings. They made mistakes. They were not perfect. But God could use them for his purposes and for his glory. And so we can learn much from them. And so we want to begin this episode by looking at a background of Ezekiel. Ezekiel's name means God strengthens or God is strength. And certainly this name is, uh, is applicable to the work of Ezekiel. God would strengthen him to go and to proclaim the truth to the people. And this was a man who needed the strength from God to perform these tasks he was called to perform. God would use him in a, in a great way to get his message out. Ezekiel was from the tribe of Levi, and he was a priest. This is according to Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 3. He grew up in Judea and was carried into Babylonian captivity in 597 B.C. And this would have been the second wave of captivity. It's important to remember three dates. 606 B.C., 597 B.C., and 586 B.C. Those are the three waves of captivity for God's people. You remember the northern kingdom was carried uh, of Israel was carried into ca Assyrian captivity around 721-722 BC. But when it came to Judah, it was in these three waves, and they were taken into captivity by Babylon. And in 586 BC is when Jerusalem was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and his army. And so again, Ezekiel was carried away in the second wave, along with 10,000 other captives. And we find this information 
and 2 Kings chapter 24. As we think about Ezekiel, and we think about him going into uh, captivity, it's important because he would have been among the people, and he was right there with them, and he was going to prophesy to them, which I believe is, is very powerful when you think about his work. Here's something else to consider. Ezekiel was about 25 years old when he was carried into captivity, and he began to prophesy at the age of 30, and he did this prophetic work for 20-plus years. This is very relevant to me because, Lord willing, I'll be 29 on February the 18th of this year. And so I think about Ezekiel being my age, or I'm being uh, the age that Ezekiel would have been, being uprooted, taken away from my family, taken away from my home, and taken into captivity, into a land where I would not have been able to understand the language. They wouldn't have been able to understand me. And I'm right there with 10,000 other captives. He was there for, the, oh, well, when he went into captivity, it was 11 years before the destruction of Jerusalem, again in 586 B.C. So over a decade of being in captivity. And I just think about his age and, and how that must have been so demoralizing in so many ways. Look at those years of his youth that he would be in captivity and not be able to spend it doing other things, using that energy in other ways. And so Ezekiel was a man who learned about loss, and he had to deal with great pain. He had to deal with a lot of adversity and learn how to overcome it. Ezekiel's wife died in the ninth year of the captivity. His brethren suffered immensely in Babylon, and he had the heavy responsibility to prophesy to a people who would not listen to him. You know, it's interesting as we think about the prophets, and I guess this is one of the reasons why I wanted to group them together. You look at the work of Isaiah, you look at the work of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, you go through the prophets, they were prophesying to people who did not want to hear them. Another example is that of Amos. Amos went to the northern kingdom and they said, go home. Don't come up here with that. Much like they told Isaiah, don't prophesy unto us right things. And Jeremiah, they treated him like a traitor. That was the work of the prophets. The people did not want to hear what they had to say, and the same is true with Ezekiel. He had this daunting task of trying to keep the captives faithful during this time. You know, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, and as a gospel preacher, as a minister, as a servant to the congregation here in the Quitman, uh, Georgia, the Quitman Church of Christ, I have a responsibility to do my very best to preach the gospel, to preach the truth, to do so in love, and to do my best to keep the brethren faithful, to keep them encouraged. And friends, that's, that's not an easy task. But think about Ezekiel having to do so in the midst of a captivity in Babylon. You think the people really wanted to hear anything at that time? And yet, God told him to do it. If you're in Ezekiel chapter 2, let's look at verses 3 through 5. And here we see that Ezekiel is being sent to rebellious Israel. God, in, in chapter 1, had showed him these amazing uh, visions, uh, the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. We compare that with Isaiah chapter 6. And I mentioned to you in that episode that 
when when God was preparing the prophets, there was always this powerful vision or this this powerful statement that was made, and it was something that would that would spark awe in them. And then and then they, and then they were ready to go, like Isaiah, here am I sent me. So Ezekiel, after seeing those things, we come into chapter two. Let's begin in verse three. And he, God, said to me, Ezekiel, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent and stubborn children. They're hard-headed and they're hard-hearted, in other words. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. This is the beginning of this very challenging task for Ezekiel. God says, I'm sending you to these people, but they're hard-headed, they're hard-hearted, they're rebellious, they're not going to listen to you, but I want you to go and I want you to prophesy. I want you to preach and proclaim exactly what I tell you to do. So that brings us into chapter 3. Let's look at verses 2 and following. After God told him to eat the scroll, to digest his word, Ezekiel said, I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, Feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey and sweetness. We have other examples in Scripture. For example, John in the Revelation, this idea of of eating or digesting the Scripture. And so it can really get into you. And that's what we have here with Ezekiel. Verse 4, he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel. Speak with my words to them. So powerful. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech and of hard language. You're sent to the the house of Israel. Not to many people of unfamiliar speech and of hard language whose words you cannot understand. Look at verse 7. But the house of Israel will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. Then in verse 11, he said, Go, get to the captives, to the children of your people. Speak to them and tell them, thus says the Lord, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Can can you just kind of put yourself in Ezekiel's shoes for a moment? Okay, Lord, I I hear what you're saying, but they're not going to listen to me. And you still want me to go? What does God say? He says, yes, you go. You go and get to the captives and you go and you say, thus says the Lord God. Whether they listen to you or not, that doesn't change what I want you to do. That doesn't change your mission, your purpose. You are going to go and tell them what I said to do. And Ezekiel, being obedient to the Lord, did just that. But how motivated would you be to go? And and if I were to tell you, okay, there's going to be a group of 500 people. You have an opportunity to preach to them. But listen, not a single one of them is going to listen to you. In fact, they're going to adamantly refuse to listen to you. Would you still go? Would you be motivated and excited? Do you think Ezekiel is, is having to weather a storm here? I would say absolutely. But what does he do? Does he weather this storm? How is he able to get through this, this very difficult task? 
Let's look at our main text today. We're going to stay in Ezekiel chapter 3. I want us to focus on verses 16 through 27. As we think about Ezekiel being a watchman. And after we read this text, I want to share with you two points. And then we will look at the application. Ezekiel chapter 3, beginning in verse 16. Now it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, You shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet, if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you did not give him warning, he shall die in his sin. His righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man, that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. Also, you will have delivered your soul. Then the hand of the Lord was upon me there, and he said to me, Arise, go out into the plain, and there I shall talk with you. So I arose, and I went out to the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there, like the glory which I saw by the river Kibar. And I fell on my face. Then the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet, spoke with me, and said to me, Go, shut yourself inside your house. And you, O son of man, surely they will put ropes on you and bind you with them, so that you cannot go out among them. I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you shall be mute and not be, not be one to rebuke them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, listen to this, I will open your mouth. And you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, He who hears, let him hear. He who refuses, let him refuse. For they are a rebellious house. What a challenging task for Ezekiel. Again, we we picture ourselves, we try to put ourselves in his shoes, and he's told that he's going to go to these people, they're not going to listen to him. But then he said, you're going to be a watchman. And, And if we think about the work of a watchman, it's a military idea. You consider someone who's up in a tower, perhaps, and they see the enemy approaching. Their responsibility, the watchman, is to get down from the tower and to go and tell the people, the enemy is coming. They're at the doors. Get ready. So here we think about him being a watchman from a spiritual perspective. When I say to the wicked, you're going to die, and if you don't warn him, then his blood is on your hands. But if you warn him, Regardless of what he does, if you've done your job, then you have delivered your soul. And that's really verses 18 and 19. In verse 20 and 21, he reiterates this. If you do not warn those, if you are not doing your task, then the blood will be required of your hand. But if you do what you're supposed to do, if you go and you tell them the truth that that I have given to you, then regardless of how they respond to it, you have delivered your soul. And we think about evangelism, and that's exactly the case. If someone is lost, and I go and I try 
to preach the gospel to them, to present the truth to them in a loving way, regardless of how they respond, I've done what God has asked me to do. But if I don't, if I have the opportunity to speak the truth to someone, to spread the gospel to someone, and I don't, that's on me. That's on me. This ought to be a wake-up call for us as Christians, that we don't allow anything to stop us from spreading the gospel. Not even a pandemic. Not fear. Not doubt. But trusting in God, trusting in the power of His Word, which is what converts the soul, James 1.21, Psalm 19 and verse 7, the gospel which is God's power and salvation, Romans 1.16, we have that responsibility to spread it. And like God told Ezekiel, whether they hear or whether they refuse, that doesn't change what we are to do. And so as we think about Ezekiel being a watchman, here are the two points I want to share with you. And this is how he was able to weather the storm. Number one, Ezekiel stayed true to his mission. He stayed true to his mission. As you read through the book of Ezekiel, you'll see that he is among the captives and he is proclaiming God's message to them. He is proclaiming the truth to them. He is doing his very best to keep them faithful, to keep them faithful to God. And as we think about the captivity, remember in our last episode, we talked about the importance of God preserving the seed line of Judah. And even though they were in these seven years of captivity, it would break them from idolatry. Ultimately, it would be for their good. It would make them stronger. It would draw them closer to God when they were able to go back home We see the work of Ezra. We see the work of Nehemiah. We see the rebuilding of the walls, the restoring of worship. We see kings like Josiah coming and striving to restore that reverence for God. So this captivity, these 70 years, would have been something that ultimately would have been for their good. And that's what God does for his people. But no doubt Ezekiel had this difficult task, and he stayed true to his mission. What was his mission again? You go and you say to them, thus says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord. You preach the message that I give to you. 1 Peter 4.11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. What does that mean? Speak like the prophet spoke. You speak exactly what God told them to do, what he said for them. We have it revealed to us in the word of God today, all things that pertain to life and godliness. 2 Peter 1.3, we have that responsibility to speak where the Bible speaks, be silent where the Bible is silent, and to make sure that we do not add or take away from what God has revealed. But number two, as we think about Ezekiel being able to weather the storm, yes, he stayed true to his mission, but also this is important, he stayed true to God's message. Was he preaching something <laughs> to that was absolute truth? Yes. Was he preaching it to an audience that did not want to listen? Yes. But did Ezekiel change the message? Absolutely not. You know, there's so many today who will change the message to be a pleaser of men. There are so many today who will say it in such a way that, oh, the people love it. And he'll keep on doing it to please the people. I'm reminded of what Paul said, Galatians chapter 1. He said, if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? If I try to please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. We need to pay close attention to that. We don't preach to be pleasing to men. We preach to be pleasing to God. 
that we have no right, no authority to add, take away, change, manipulate, twist what God has already revealed in His perfect Word. And so Ezekiel, serving as a watchman, serving as a spokesman for God, he stayed true to his mission. He stayed true to God's message. As we bring this episode to a close, let's look at the application. We as Christians are watchmen in the sense that we have a responsibility to preach and teach the truth, even if there are those who don't want to hear it. Even if there are those who refuse it, we have to do our best to try. Try to present the truth to them in a loving way, and then it's up to them what they do with it. Number two, people may not care to listen, but that doesn't change our mission and our charge from the Lord. You know, I think about in Acts chapter 1 when the apostles were told to begin in the city of Jerusalem, go into Judea, go into Samaria, and under the uttermost parts of the earth. What if they would have said, man, that's way too far. That's way too challenging. I can't do it. Well, the gospel never would have gotten here, would it? But they were able to stick to it, even in difficult times. In fact, Acts 8.4, we think about the scattered abroad network. This is where we focus uh, on. They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. In the face of persecution, in the face of difficult times, they went forth and proclaimed the truth. And we have to do the same thing today. And so may we, like Ezekiel, weather the storm by staying true to our mission and staying true to God's message. As we close, I'd like to read from 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Paul's charge to Timothy, very, very similar to God's charge to Ezekiel. And no doubt we can make the application to us today. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Paul speaking to Timothy here. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Doing the work of a watchman as we make that parallel. So may we, like Ezekiel, stay true to our mission and stay true to God's message that we may be able to weather the storm. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this will help you. And to God be the glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.